There are so many upsides to having your own business, lifestyle freedom, no caps on your income, the chance to be your own boss, put your unique voice and contribution into the world, and no more company politics. But the biggest downside to operating as a solopreneur is that you're solo unless you do something intentional to change that. Isolation can be a contracting force. The longer you go without support, the faster your momentum disappears. You might begin to question your decision to become a coach and might even quit because you don't have a team, a sounding board, or even a water cooler hangout. And your clients should never be your only professional connection. So what can you do? I have four ideas for you and urge you to put at least one of these into place now to create community in the way that fits you best. Whatever you do, don't put off finding solutions because isolation can lead to depression. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. And don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey, coaches. Professional resources can really help you get grounded as a new coach. After coach training, I immediately hired a mentor coach who set me solidly on a professional path with great support. A long-term coaching business mentor is a smart first step. It gives you a brainstorming partner, a way to learn the nuances of success, know the best practices and next steps, and then also receive feedback and expert accountability. My mentor encouraged me to join the Denver chapter of the International Coach Federation, and it's a good thing I did because that's how I ended up co-authoring curriculum and designing the certification program at Coach Training Alliance. I trained over 500 coaches myself and trained all the trainers there, and that experience opened so many doors for me. It's why I'm sharing this podcast with you now. In the meantime, being in the company of other coaches gave me a strong sense of belonging and relief from, you know, the glazed over eyes of friends and family who had preconceived judgments about coaching and couldn't understand why I quit my corporate job. Now, if you're not near a city with an ICF chapter, you could join ICF on Facebook or LinkedIn groups, but I want you to be sure you create or find something that's a bit more personal also. You know, a coaching peer group can keep you inspired. Strongly consider creating or joining a smaller subgroup of peers. Keep your eye out for kindred spirits, coaches you connect to energetically or philosophically. Some people in your coach training cohort may be a good bet. Being the one to create your own peer group means you can set the ground rules and the tone of the group. You can pass the leadership role around. That's the best way to do it. I'm an introvert, and I knew that I needed a more intimate group than the local ICF chapter to keep me going. So I co-created a peer community with five other local new coaches. We met for six years. I know that seems like a really long time, but 
we came to really rely on the camaraderie and the support. I know this for sure. If I hadn't had that group, I would have given up on my coaching business a long, long time ago. We kept each other on a professional path and we laughed and learned in a co-facilitated discussion and support that was not competitive. And that's key. Some of my clients tell me that they've joined coaches groups, but stopped going because the coaches weren't being real. Everyone kind of strutted their successes and acted as if they didn't need anyone else to succeed or they were better than everybody else. Well, here's the thing. Success largely comes from helping hands. And if every coach chose a unique target audience and developed a smart coaching niche around that audience, every coach could be referring ideal clients to each other. Imagine that. This is a dream of mine, guys. So coaches, be good to each other out there. And in your peer group, consider pairing up with one other coach for peer coaching. Having another coach that's in more or less the same place as you as an accountability partner can help you manage mindset and big projects. I've done this on and off with my favorite colleagues even after getting fully established. Now, some of my clients have asked me if it would be smart to seek out a partner for their coaching business. You know, another coach to share in the decisions and marketing and costs of the business and share clients. I actually recommend going partner light if you want to do this at all. Share office space, some equipment, memberships and software, but don't try to share your business, your website and niche at this point in time. While it sounds good in theory to have a business partner, I have never, ever met paired coaches that lasted long in that arrangement and their breakup was rough. It's asking a lot of a new coaching business and a new coach. See, early on, you're in a developmental phase where you need freedom to explore, test and tweak, and be able to turn on a dime with your preferences. Having a partner complicates all of that. If you're serious about having a full-on partnership with another coach, wait until each of you has fully established in a complementary niche, not the same niche, but a complementary niche. You both have a strong following and are financially successful. Then both of you are standing in your power and you can negotiate. You can leverage your combined expertise, knowledge, and network, but you won't be fighting with each other for clients. Another thing you can do is simulate a job-like environment. If you'd rather be out in the world and community on a daily basis, consider joining a co-working space. There's a lot of them these days. Or create an office-like environment without the monthly costs by spending part of your work week at a coffee shop or library. Yeah, you may not know all those people, but you might come to start recognizing some of them. You may even share a coffee with them on a break. I tend to break free from my office on Fridays and go where they serve my favorite chai and have lots of work nooks. While it's not an intentional community, it's still a social scene and perfect for writing content or doing admin. So now, what intentional thing will you do to reduce your loneliness and isolation in your coaching business and create your professional community? It'll help you keep your head on straight and make building your coaching business 
a lot more fun. Stay inspired and make things happen.